0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the new series of Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. Что касается наших они развиваются действительно поступательно в духе дружбы стратегического партнёрства, они приобрели действительно беспрецедентный характер. И является примером достойных отношений, которые помогают развиваться друг другу и в то же время поддерживают друг друга в развитии. China has joined Russia in opposing further NATO expansion as the two countries move closer together in the face of Western pressure. Moscow and Beijing issued a joint statement showcasing their agreement on a raft of issues during a visit by Russia's Vladimir Putin for the Winter Olympics. Mr Putin claims Western powers are using the NATO defence alliance to undermine Russia. It comes amid tensions over Ukraine, which he denies planning to invade. In response to this, the Biden administration officials have cautioned Beijing that conflict between Ukraine and Russia would affect China's international interests. The President views it, uh, views it as we have our own relationship with China. Uh, Secretary Blinken spoke to China's Foreign Minister Wang and underscored, just recently, last week, and underscored the global security and economic risks posed by further Russian aggra- aggression against Ukraine, and conveyed that de-escalation and diplomacy are the responsible way forward. Uh, We've also conveyed that a destabilizing conflict in Europe would impact China's interests all over the world. Uh, And certainly China uh, should know that. Some 100,000 Russian troops remain at the border with Ukraine, which is a former Soviet republic. Mr Putin, who has written that Russians and Ukrainians are one nation, has demanded that Ukraine be barred from joining NATO. While the lengthy joint statement did not refer directly to Ukraine, The two countries accused NATO of espousing a Cold War ideology. The talks which the Kremlin said were very warm were held ahead of the Games' opening ceremony. It was the first time the leaders have met face-to-face since the start of the pandemic. Friendship between Russia and China has no limits. There are no forbidden areas of cooperation, the statement reads. And next. But I've known 12 prime ministers in my lifetime, and by a country mile, Boris Johnson is the worst. His natural instinct is not to be open, not to be transparent, not to be accountable, but narcissistically to think, what suits me? How can I extricate myself from this awkward situation? By what means can I arrogate blame somewhere else? This is way below the standard that the British public are entitled to expect. This week, another Conservative MP has called for Boris Johnson to resign as the turmoil at 10 Downing Street continues. Former Minister Nick Gibb is the latest Tory to submit a letter of no confidence in the Prime Minister. He said his constituents were furious that Number 10 had been flagrantly disregarding the Covid rules they set. Meanwhile, the Daily Mirror reports a photograph of Mr Johnson holding a beer at a birthday gathering has been handed to police investigating Covid breaches. The public know this is a man they can no longer trust. He has been investigated by the police. He misled the House. He must know resign. Order. The paper said the picture is one of 300 submitted to the Metropolitan Police investigation into 12 alleged gatherings and is thought to have been taken by the PM's official photographer, who is funded by the taxpayer. It says it shows the Prime Minister holding a can of beer at an event at No. 10's Cabinet Room in June 2020, alongside Chancellor Rishi Sunak, who was holding a soft drink. At the time, gatherings of more than two people inside were banned by law. It comes at the end of a difficult week for the PM, which has seen five Number 10 aides resign and the publication of the initial findings of the Sue Gray Report into events at Downing Street while COVID restrictions were still in place. We'll be back with a third story from the world this week, after this short break. If you guys love this show, I've got something else that you're going to love. The late John Lewis famously said, democracy is not a state, it is an act, and each generation must do its part. Today, populism, extremism and disinformation are short-circuiting our democratic institutions and the consequences are dire. So what can you do about it? Join historian Will Hitchcock and media scholar Siva Vadianathan on their podcast, Democracy in Danger. Each week, they speak with brilliant minds and untangle the many threats the US and the world are facing. Find Democracy in Danger on your podcast app or visit dindanger.org. That's D-I-N-D-A-N-G-E-R dot org or just look up Democracy in Danger wherever you get your podcasts. There are those in our party who believe that as the presiding officer over the joint session of Congress that I possess unilateral authority to reject electoral college votes. And I heard this week... The President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election, President Trump is wrong. Former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence has dismissed claims by Donald Trump that he could have stopped Joe Biden becoming president last year. In his strongest rebuttal yet, he said Mr Trump was wrong to suggest he had the right to overturn the election. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people. In the American people alone. And frankly, there is no idea more on America. Separately, the Republican Party censored two of its top lawmakers for investigating the Capitol riots. A mob stormed the Capitol as lawmakers met to confirm President Joe Biden's poll win on 6th of January last year. Four people died during the riots and a police officer who suffered two strokes while defending the building died the following day. The two legislators, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, are the only Republicans on the Congressional Select Committee investigating the riots. The statement by the Republican National Committee (RNC) accused the pair of helping to persecute ordinary citizens engaged in legitimate political discourse. The RNC appeared to suggest rioters had been involved in legitimate political actions, but RNC Chair Rona McDaniel clarified that it was a reference to legitimate political discourse that had nothing to do with the violence at the Capitol. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first.